0: Ray white Tumut Principal Ray Piper recorded more than 120 sales last financial year, and all from walk-ins. Ray says if your grandparents aren't buried out in the cemetery, good luck doing business in a small town. So he relies heavily on the trust of his community. It's a community he was born into and has sold property in for more than two decades. But how does he manage the high volume of stock and make the numbers add up? Welcome to The Greats.
1: We all share a common bond, being part of something that started over 116 years ago, in the humblest of beginnings. United by a set of family values that have been unchanged since 1902, that separates us from everybody else. Ray would be proud of what we've done. We've become a big
0: company. Best advantage in being big. Is that we have the capacity to bring so much more back to you. Ray, thank you for joining the Greats podcast. Uh, to start with, whereabouts is Tumut?
1: Oh, look, uh, Tumut uh, is, is just off the, the Hume Highway, you're turning off at Gundy guy, and we sit at the foothills of the Snow Mountain Scheme in T- New South Wales.
0: Sounds like a beautiful place in the world.
1: It is a beautiful part of the world.
0: Yeah. What's life like in your region?
1: It's great. It's great. I mean, look, we're, we're so lucky here to be so close to sort of, uh, you know, places like Canberra and Wagga, but we sit right next door to Kosciuszko National Park, um, which gives us all the lifestyle of, you know, Mount Selwyn Ski Resort, you know, the, the, all the water with the snowy scheme that we, um, we use for water skiing, for fishing and, and, and basic fun, you know, like it, it's just a lovely part of the world
0: you've sold me already. Uh let's uh let's jump straight into the facts and figures because uh you came to my attention uh, a couple of people within the Ray White group mentioned your name in terms of sales volume. Last financial year you recorded more than 120 sales, which is at least two sales a week, which is extraordinary. What's the secret?
1: Oh, look, I don't think there's any secret. I think it just means that when you uh when you you supposed to be at work you turn up and you go to work let's say and uh, I guess from the minute where you step foot in the office uh, the phones start ringing people start walking through the door and it's uh it's all about just servicing uh, those people appropriately and uh and uh just doing what we're supposed to do just the simple things
0: do you make and what are the simple things do you make say 100 calls a day do you uh, put out marketing collateral every week what do you actually do
1: Look, it's, it's quite a unique market, I feel, as though uh, you know, I've been in the market for around about 21 years, you know, cutting my teeth from an early age. Um, in the industry, um, doing you know, the simple things from carrying dog food in, in, the, in the sort of uh, merchandise section of the Stock and Station Agency, right through to uh, now being a principal. But mm-hmm. I, I think it's been a lifetime of prospecting, doing the right pe- thing by people. Um, out of all of the sales that we make at our office, uh, as much as many of uh, the, our industry experts would hate to hear it, they're all walk-ins. You know, they walk in the door, they ring us. They uh, they don't really, we don't prospect. Uh, it's something that we will need to do moving into a modern-day world, but we are very lucky with the market share and with the um, support we get from the locals.
0: Do you have any competition from rival agencies locally?
1: We do, we do. We have uh, two other Mainstream real estate agents in the town, and then we have two uh, two other agents who sort of specialise more in the uh, stock and station field and in the rural sort of sector. But um, look, we we've been really well looked after in our market by the locals.
0: Mm. You grew up in the area, I believe. So how does that play a role in being well looked after by the locals?
1: Look, it's a, it's a huge factor in in small country towns like Chirmit. I mean my My saying to a lot of people is, if your grandparents aren't buried out in the cemetery, uh good luck doing business in a small town
0: fair enough um i uh you you already made i think what is it around seventy sales this financial year is this a level that you can sustain is is it a normal level for you?
1: yeah, it is it is I mean last year was a bit of a peak, and I think that was through a changeover of uh salespeople where uh, we were blooding a, a new sales person on into the job um so the workload was a little bit higher but you know she's doing a fantastic job now she's probably uh taken that workload off which is probably why i've seen a reduction in the sales this year um but you know she's doing such a great job she's been listed as uh, number one salesperson in the rural network for two or three months um late, you know earlier in this financial year so she's doing a great job
0: yeah what are the uh, what are some of the systems you have in place i know that you say that uh, all your business is, is walk-ins but um but that's great, and, and that's a terrific starting point, but it doesn't necessarily guarantee you the sale or the signature on the contract. So how do you move that process from uh, from having that knock on the, on the front door of your office there to actually um, having that contract signed?
1: Look, I, I predominantly say that, um, you know, it's all about trust. You know, people trust us, you know, in what we say. We don't tell people what they want to hear, and I think when people trust you and you do that sort of uh, – uh, an appraisal, um, and you talk to them on their level. Um, I think the rest is is a proof in the pudding. You know that we we miss very few opportunities, and those that we are missing uh, have got to be questioned basically on whether they're really looking at us as an agent or whether they're actually looking at what they've been told in terms of a price on their property.
0: Mm. How do you want, how do you uh Talk to a vendor about a realistic price. Um, how do you sway them, so to say, to 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 make that sale happen if if their expectations aren't matching the markets?
1: Look, I guess at the end of the day, you know, we we have a very good relationship with um, with the valuers in the area, um, and thus we we use the same sort of techniques when we do our appraisals. We discuss that with our vendors, you know, or potential vendors, and say, listen. You know, we, we are using methods that, to come up with numbers that are in line with major valuation firms who act for the banks. And in, in our part of the world, there's quite a lot of people buying money. So the the end game really is that, you know, if, if the valuation doesn't come in at where they're at, uh, the sale will fall over as probably many agents see on a day-to-day basis. I think that's the biggest factor that we, we can put across to uh, a client is that an inflated price sometimes comes along with tears because... Um, You you don't want it to carry a stigma if that sale falls over because it's not always the real reason that it was maybe a little bit inflated in terms of price. But in the small country towns, you know, there's always something else. Somebody thinks there might have been a problem with termites, somebody thinks there might have been a problem with an approval from the council, you know, so it snowballs. So I I say to them that it's very important that they get that mix right and that they do get the amount of interest that's required um, in the hot time of the marketing of that property.
0: I guess uh, we, we spoke about the advantages of living in a small town particularly being a, a born and bred local but it, it must come with its, its dif- disadvantages as well in terms of you're right the, the Chinese whispers factor.
1: Yeah it, it certainly is and you know the smaller the town the worse that probably is I mean I, I talk to everyone and, and you know we talk about pest and building reports and look our aim is to get that property sold and over the line but it's so hard in a small country town we've we're acting for our vendor and the best interest of our vendor. But more often than not, the people we're selling it to are people that we run into in the street on a daily basis. So you really have to do the right thing by everyone. And I think that's part of our success is that when you do the right thing by everyone, you haven't got wire getting tangled around your legs.
0: Yeah, absolutely. You won't have anyone coming up up to you on the street and uh, (laughs) and, uh, and hitting you from behind or anything like that.
1: That's right, yeah.
0: What type of stock do you sell, Ray?
1: Oh, we have cross-section. and I think, once again, that comes hand-in-hand hand with living in the sort of uh, part of the world we are or, or in a small country town where we cross everything from a, from a unit um, to a commercial um, shop in town here to an industrial shed out the road um, to a broadacre farm here, you know, like um, it's cattle country around our part of the world. I mean, we'll sell a pine plantation if it comes up. You know, whatever it takes, whatever comes under our nose we'll certainly uh, give it a shot. And I think we've, um, with the experience that we've had over the years, I think we're in a pretty good position to understand a real broad cross-section of the markets um, that, that are under our nose. Mm.
0: And with the volume that you are selling, do you rely on your team or how do, you, how do you manage your sales? Do you walk in, do you secure the, you know, do you get the form six and do you secure the, uh, the client and then leave it to your team to do the opens, et cetera? Or how does that work?
1: No definitely uh, look when we when we sign a client up um, look I've got we've now got a, a third agent that's just started with us this financial year um, so we have a great little t- team the three of us selling um, We don't um, specify who owns a, a listing it, we all, we're all locals we all know much the same people around here um, so when someone walks in we want to see the opportunity to sell the property for the vendor It's not about what we can personally make it's all about making sure. That our vendors looked after and they're receiving the, the best price. So so by offering it out to everyone, we everyone gets the same amount of commission. Everyone gets the same for listing or selling. Um, and basically, look, we, we will do open homes and things appropriately 90% of the time ourselves. Um, I have started a, a PA just this year because the workload was getting a little bit higher And um, and she's been good. She's only done one open home for us so far, but you know that, that's where I can see some advantages, you know, with freeing up some time.
0: Yeah. What, what advice do you have to agents who are struggling to make one sale, let alone
1: 120? Look, I, I believe it's a numbers game. You know, we, you really got to get people through the door. You're not always going to get one you know, but I think you know if you've got a certain percentage chance to get one, then you need to knock as many numbers over as you can in terms of appraisals or, or people walking through the door uh, to to achieve that number. So you know, I just continually say to my staff, it's a numbers game, and as you're making a sale, you know, you, you know it's banked. Move on to the next one, you know, and just keep them coming in, and eventually it will start to steamroll. And I think that's what we're sort of seeing now is that we have a consistent number of sales passing across the board uh, at any one stage, and um, you know we we just continue to, to log them in and keep going
0: yeah it sounds like um a case of perseverance and uh, and as you said when we chatted off air the other day um you know those those runs on the board that you racked up early are now starting to to pay off
1: Yeah, absolutely I mean look one thing that that really stands out you know being part of this group I mean I know that um, Ray White's big on servicing their clients appropriately and And it's probably something that we do struggle a bit with the numbers that we we carry. Um, If we were to ring every vendor twice a week um, with the number of listings that we carry, we'd have very little time for selling. You know, and when somebody walks through the door with a list of seven or eight properties to look at, because because Dad said, oh, we should look at everything before we buy. You know, you sort of almost go, oh my God. You know, it's extremely hard with the number of listings we've got and and the small number of salespeople because we're in a uh, the financial situation in terms of the money that's being asked, for I think our median house price is two hundred and fifty-six or 260000 So the commission is quite low in, in our sector. So we can't put on extra staff because the numbers just simply aren't going to work. Um, it really is head down, you know, bum up and just keep going all day to make the numbers come across the board.
0: Yeah, right. Um, you kick-started your career uh, more than 20 years ago, back in, in 1997. How do you sell, or how did you rather, sell property differently back then?
1: Look, it's been amazing just probably the last 10 or 11 years, really. I mean, I we when I started, you know, there was no presence of the internet. I was working for an independent agent who was very, very uh, old-fashioned. So the internet wasn't part of the... Um, the regime that we used, once again, it was walk-in sort of um, relations, relationships when it comes to, um, you know, the listings. Uh, I was based in Adelong for many years, which is a small town with uh, 900 people in it. You know, it was a great spot for a young bloke to sort of cut his teeth and learn all about the industry. Um, but it was all about the relationships that we made, you know, the simple things, you know, being, being at a cattle sale, you know, and, and unloading the, the stock, you know, and, and meeting the farmers and, and servicing their needs from that stock and station point of view, right down to, you know, being part of the community, playing football, uh, you know, in in the community. And, you know, my boss used to support a lot of uh, sporting and non-sporting, organo- you know, charities. Um, it's just been part of the town that, that that's really sort of helped there.
0: Yeah. Um, what do you think is the biggest challenge you face nowadays in, in 2019 and moving forward?
1: Look, I think you know that um, competition. I, I guess, particularly from the internet um, side of things, is always a concern. I think the um, qualifications area, I mean, really needs to be protected. I think so that people can't enter into the marketplace and just uh, become an overnight expert. Um, I think you know, with twenty odd years of experience behind. Uh, myself or or I'm sure there's plenty of other people in the industry um, that feel the same that it's very disappointing when people blow into a town and become an overnight um, expert and um, you know they're forever trying to sort of chop you down Um, but once again you know it's just about perseverance.
0: Yeah. Uh, if, if anyone wants to have a yarn with you, Ray, or, or ask you a question, where can they find you? Just jump on the oh,
1: website or... Yeah, jump on the website. I'm on the website there or contact, contact us here at Ray White Um, Yeah, always happy to have a yarn. It's, um, I do the same, you know, I'm very lucky with the people that have been um, very good to me, you know, from other offices within the network. And it's great to sit down and have a chat to some of them and share you know, some of their experiences and techniques. I mean, it's a, it's a real cross-section. And, you know, you go to training anywhere with this organisation and you'll always pick up something from a fellow colleague. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, congratulations. You, you were Chairman's Elite 2017-18, Elite Performer 2018-19 currently. Uh, I know you're busy, so I will let you go. Uh, you've got plenty of stock to manage, uh, but thank you for joining the greats.
1: Thanks very much. Appreciate it.